0: Welcome everybody to the RNR Catcast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletics. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back, Bobcat fans! Thanks for joining us on another episode of the RNR Catcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Foley. He's your host, Ryan Thornberg. We are the Ryans of the r the Montana State affiliate of the Big Sky Podcast Network. And we have a dang sponsor in Gear Up Sports. I've been getting all my Gear Up Sport gear lately. It has been awesome. Gear Up Sports is a youth, youth sports platform focused on solving the uniform and apparel headache for the coaches. If you're a high school coach or like a middle school coach, you need some player packs, contact them at gearupwithus.com. Make sure to mention the Arnar Catcast. Good job over there, Gear Up Sports with Mac and company. And I just appreciate the gear I got in the mail. The Arnar shirt and I got my hoodie in the mail. It's just cool
1: stuff, man. The Arnar Pro Shop as we have. <laughs> yeah. Basically that's what it is. And a big shout out to those guys for hooking you up and uh putting out the store for everyone. It's pretty awesome. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode. We just got done beating down Sac State stingers down stingers all the way down, all the way. I love More all the way again. down. <laughs> so we're going to recap that game. And then we, we have the huge, another top 10 matchup on the road. Go figure yeah. against Idaho over in the Kibi dome. I will be there. I'll talk about that a little bit. I'm stoked for that. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about the stats FCS where we'll get into, uh, coach vegan's presser. There was a lot of information in that presser. You have a little fashion breakdown for you, Roger Fisher. And, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. Golden coolies. You have a lot of golden coolies. I love it. We have a ton of those lately. That, that's been a fun part of having this
1: uh, podcast is just
0: interacting with, with your questions and whatnot. So there it is. Did I miss anything.
1: I don't think so. I mean, yeah, just, uh, the news and whatnot, but other net. No, we're good. Okay. Well, first we start off with what's in our Golden <laughs> Coulee? What's in your Golden Coulee? What's in your Golden Coulee is brought to you by Wilbur Ellis. Appreciate those guys for sponsoring the segment. Check them out, Fort Benton Golden Triangle, for all your fertilizer and farming equipment needs. Fully, I don't have a beer tonight because my fridge. Is looking pretty miserable. I haven't had a chance to go grocery shopping in a while, so I just have a big, huge glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be a first, man. I don't pretty, know if you've ever had wine on the rr I think I have, but maybe not. I know I've had a couple cocktails here and there, but I am not sure I've ever had wine. I think I think I have, but anyway, I have no idea what it is. I am not going to read you the label because I the bottle's out there. I don't know what it is. We buy red, red cheap red blends. <laughs> so they're got a big old yeti, no. yeti c- little cup of wine. But I don't know why we have these. They're not dishwasher safe. An so cup. It's an annoying way to drink They'll wine, and I have to hand wash yeah. afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of hand washing dishes, I
1: prefer hand washing dishes. You are you? an insane person.
0: Okay. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) Pretty much. I have the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale in the bottle. It's awesome. And why is that? Any reason? I actually cracked one of these when we, well, you know, I I got it off a a bet from a a former teacher. Not a former teacher, a current teacher on the Bengals and uh, Seahawks. And so, Bengals beat the Seahawks. I got a six-pack of beer. Good times. There you go. Celebration beer. I know why you normally drink that. <laughs> Celebration, man. Yeah. I did save one for Friday night. Excuse me, Saturday night after we beat Sac State. So that was pretty cool to to crack one of those open. I did wait until the final second as well. I didn't premature crack one late in the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, here we go. That's what I got, buddy.
1: All right. Sounds good. You're way better off cheers. than me with my big old. Yeah, cheers. Don't, don't slosh the wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slash it right on your keyboard. That'd be awesome. That podcast <laughs> over <laughs> into my little windscreen here, my little phone windscreen. Get it nice and wine soaked. That'd be great. Oh,
0: no. All right. Let's go into the FCS stats rankings today. Montana State again, number two. I was thinking we were going to get some first place votes. We did not. South Dakota got all 56 of them. South Dakota State, that is. South Dakota is number four. So there's something to confuse you if you're listening right there. Sac State dropped down from number three to number six. Montana's number seven, not number five. Bobby Houck, that is the coach's poll. That doesn't matter.
1: Uh, Let's see here. Idaho drops. Of course, he's going to go for the coach's poll because he votes in it, probably. I hope Bobby Houck
0: continues to coach the Grizzlies for a long time. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's see. Idaho is number nine. They were number 10, so that's something. So this is another top 10 matchup. So they recovered from the the Grizz. Lost and got back into the top,
1: top 10. Recovered by not playing a football game, you mean?
0: <laughs> well, so did the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were up number 9, and they, they rose in two spots. Good for them, I suppose, right?
1: Sometimes the best, uh, the- best win is not losing. Is... Montana proper
0: proper I can't see that word. Properly there it is. Properly That's... ranked,
1: overly ranked, or underranked. Properly ranked borderline underranked, unfortunately. You think so? Yeah. Wow. Man. No. I know you're not believing it, man. They look different with Clifton McDonald. I hate to say it. If you look down this He's list not that good of a quarterback. Were they losing he... to down that list? North Dakota State, maybe? uh I, I
0: don't know i i don't watch every FCS game but they don't look great they look okay <laughs> like they're not they're not world beaters
1: that's for sure and their defense is playing really well yeah i just think or the like fcs a is football the Fcs is kind of all over the place right now like t- outside the top like four or five it just seems like it's just a cluster yeah i don't know man
0: I'm not buying montana quite yet okay And I don't think they have any games remaining that are going to make them feel like they are. See, they got Northern Colorado, Sac State coming up. Sac State could give it to them. Portland State. I don't know what to think about Portland State after them losing to uh, Idaho State. Yeah, the the fully Portland State hype train
1: went off a cliff. (laughs) Pretty much, man. You were hyping them up. then I hopped right on the ISU Bengal train zone. You, like, jump, like, the trains were, like, going opposite paths. You just jumped off of Portland State (laughs) and just landed on Idaho State going the other direction. Like, so long, suckers. (laughs) Yeah, man. That is, like, an
0: action movie move I just did right there with (laughs) with my power rankings in um, fandoms. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else out of there? I don't think so. UC Davis got back into the top twenty-five. They're number twenty-five. So cares, there's that. North man. Dakota State they're, is they're a bad uh, football team. Yeah. See, I I think that that again. I think UC Davis and Montana are pretty much the same. A little bit. I mean, difference for sure as far as uh, you know, defense and whatnot. But the overall aggregate of both of those teams is pretty close to me. I don't see a big difference between Davis and Montana. Fair enough. All yeah, well, right, We I'm won't get to find it out. Him. Eastern's getting votes. Eastern looks pretty fun. They're kind of a fun football team right now.
1: Yeah, well, I'd rather take winning than fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're fun. They're unpredictable. They, As usual, they got a quarterback who's running all over the place, throwing bombs all over the field. He's a little guy. As usual, they have a little guy throwing bombs all over the field. Like maybe he's more little than normal, but they never have a big guy back there. <laughs> no, that's true.
0: No, nope.
1: alrighty. We were state got six votes. That's ridiculous. Okay,
0: we were state got six votes. I don't know how you vote for those guys. They're
1: <laughs> they're a pile, straight steaming <laughs> pile right now, man. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad, man. Like we were state. Might be the single biggest drop-off I've ever seen in the big sky. <laughs> Going from like what they were last year, to, and I know they, they lost their coach, but holy cow, they just fell off a cliff. Woo. All right. Anyway, we need to keep this moving because we got a lot to talk about today. It's always kind of fun roasting Weber, though. Yeah. <laughs> Cause
0: you know it's getting, they're gonna come back in basketball season. <laughs> it's gonna be a you know it's coming.
1: So <laughs> I've always liked Weber, so I don't like to rag them too much. They're always been one of my like favorite, not Montana State teams in the Big Sky. Okay, outside of Montana, who's
0: your favorite team to root against in the Big Sky?
1: Eastern. Yeah, same. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is just kind of like, yeah, you guys just go do your own thing, really. No one else has a big enough fan base to annoy you, I guess. It's a good point. That's a, that's a lot of it. Is the the fan interactions? Uh, Weber State has some decent sized fan base, but
0: Idaho's creeping up there, man. It, they are becoming kind of chippy, so yeah,
1: that's true. Okay, yeah. that's
0: yeah. true. And right, we'll talk about those guys here shortly. Let's get into the presser, and we know you are here for for the Fully injury report from Ryan. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, last week, we talked about being here for the injury report, but uh, I withhold my comment. Okay, yes, we'll start off with the Foley Fashion Watch. Coach Vegan was wearing a striped tie today, blue and gold, but it wasn't <laughs> Montana State blue and gold. It was like more Michigan-esque blue and gold, and I think this was like his first tie he wore when we were introduced to him. I kind of had something in the back of my head about that. He had a tan suit and a white shirt. Not bad, but I just didn't think the gold matched Montana State's blue and gold. So I think he could probably do a little bit more effort right there. Maybe retire that tie, Coach Vegan, because it's a little bit more Michigan than Montana State.
1: You're knocking Coach for his gold not being quite the right gold. Is that what I'm?
0: You know, if he's gonna try to do it, it it just didn't work for me. Okay. I'm, you know, I grew up in a Buckeye. Household. My dad went to Ohio State, so I I recognize this stuff. Do Ohio State coaches all untrained eye? It's just blue and
1: gold matching colors in their
0: suits. (laughs) Absolutely, they do. The only only thing they wear is like Nike issued stuff. You know those big programs. They don't wear anything. They don't buy anything. All their suits are Nike. Everything's Nike. So yes, everything's dialed as far as color scheme goes. Okay. Okay any other fashion questions you want me to nope i want to get through this segment as fast as possible (laughs) i already
1: regret (laughs) delaying it another 20 seconds
0: (laughs) all right well let's get into the injury stuff from the presser uh let's see start off with some good news give me some good news yeah yeah that's tom tommy's back Uh, that was a quote from him uh he praised uh john johnson and uh Uh, Tommy, for both, hey, there's some news right there. Both being uh, players of the week, Big Sky players of the week. So that deserves a little bit of applause. You know, John Johnson had a 16-yard interception return for a touchdown, and Tommy had himself two touchdowns and I think about 200 yards. Let's see here. Malat was uh, one yard shy of 100 through the air and 114 on the ground.
1: So, yeah, pretty solid game. I didn't think that deserved a no. player of the week. I don't know. No, yeah. it was. I mean, it was a good performance. And Tommy won the game and did exactly what he needed to do. But those numbers are not player of the week winning usually. I think it's just because of the the scope of the game more than anything.
0: Coach Vegan said we out them. He praised Ryan Lonegren and Miles Jackson for stepping up into roles vacated by Snell and LaBelle Price. Uh, and then the obligatory injury report, Danny. Danny used extended uh, extended period of time, elbow injury, not surgical. Three to, I'm guessing, three weeks to four weeks kind of deal. Uh, his brother, Taki, piped up on Twitter saying, it's three weeks, so he'll <laughs> be back by the Grizz game, baby. Uh, and that's what I think he said, pretty much. And Derek Snell... Reaggravated a previous injury and coach continued to say it's not a new injury, it was a previous injury. Uh so kind of day to day on that. Lavelle price is still day to day was day to day last week. Taco's back. Let's go. Taco Dollars back. You talked about him stabilizing the punt return game and um being able to preserve his redshirt actually because he will have had four games left. And so both him and his brother will technically redshirt this year which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, new rule. Yep. Uh JT Reed still out indefinitely It's he quote unquote a tricky one. I don't think we're going to see JT Reed this year. No. Nope. Uh it's a, it's a it's a back injury. Uh he played a big role for us last year, but it just doesn't sound like he's going to be back. Lane Sumner is going to be practicing more and more. Could could see some time soon. My guess is not this week, but the week after. Elijah Elliott got hurt on the last play of the Cal Poly game. Uh, Not surgical; he's going to miss a couple weeks. He said. So that's on the injury front.
1: Last play of the game in a blowout win—that sucks. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, there was. We'll talk about Danny U's injury later on for sure. But it's a little bit like uh, R.J. Fitzgerald. Remember that? Oh, the game we were at.
0: Yeah, we came out in this gold thing. Rush. Yeah,
1: that was a Gold Rush. Yep. yep, I think that's probably it. Could be. Yeah, he. he I, I couldn't tell the way he was walking on the field, and they were, his arms were completely still. and They were holding him like, man, did he break his arm? Like that looked. Ugh. Didn't look yep. good. It's not surgical, man. That's good. That's good yeah, news. So it's good news. Yep.
0: All right, that's uh, that's the presser news, and we got into
1: the players of the week knocking it all out man flying flying all right anything else we want to talk about before we get into the game recap I guess nah not that i not that I think of
0: if something comes up i'll let you know
1: all right well, let's get into the stats montana state goes on the road against previous number three or four were they three three is what the FCS stats poll had Sack. Well, what does the coach's poll say so fully? It's the only one that really counts. All right. Number three. Uh, let's talk to Bobby Houck about that. <laughs> number three, Sack State. 42 to 30 on the road on a big ESPN2 primetime game at 7.30 p.m. over here in Washington. 8.30 p.m. kickoff in Montana. That's just brutal. I know you like it. I like it, too, but that's just rough on everybody in a way. Bobcats come away with 26 first downs. Sack State right behind at 25. Cats are pretty good on third down, really good on third down. Seven of ten. And 1-on-1 on 4th down, one one on 4th down. Sack State, 5-for-12 on 3rd down and 2-for-3 on 3rd down. So uh, Cats did a better job converting than the Hornets did this game. Pretty even total yards, 448 for the Cats, 434 for the Hornets. The Cats just 120 yards through the air, but that's all they needed because they had 328 yards on the ground. That's good for 300. Man, I got I to gotta do something cool here. I can't keep making noises. It, it sounds real <laughs> stupid. I get I get scared. I'll do it. I'm like, okay, it's going to sound good. And then when it actually comes to doing it, I wimp out and then half-ass it. And it sounds real bad. <laughs> 320 yards for the cats on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than that one, I guess. 6.7 <laughs> yards per carry, 49 attempts. But the Hornets, 200 yards exactly on the ground on 28 carries for 7.1 yards per carry. When's the last time a team... At a higher yards per rush than the Bobcats, I would guess maybe South Dakota State. All right, hold on. Pause there for a moment, though, because like
0: they had one carry for fifty-three yards, and so if you take that out, the bumps are averaged down to five point one four.
1: Okay, I am the least. I I hate taking out statistical anomalies. They happened. They happened. Well, you can take away Julius Javis's long run. That's going to kill our average, too. Like you just I'm just telling you, Thorny. You don't need okay. to yell at me. I'm I will. You. It's pointless discussion. <laughs> it happened in the game. It Some doesn't people matter.
0: like to hear that kind of stuff. Okay. Some people like to hear that.
1: Okay. Uh, Hornets, 203, four yards through the air on 26-42 passing for 5.6 yards per pass, but two interceptions. We'll get into that. Uh, cats were two, 10 for 16 through the air for 7.5 You're, yards per pass so cats usually above seven per pass we're pretty uh when we do pass it as a team we're efficient and we throw the ball down the field three penalties for the cats nine penalties for the hornets for 65 yards that's definitely a a little bit of a tale of the tape and we'll get into that uh two turnovers like i said for the hornets and the cats had one turnover or i'm sorry two turnovers with the interception by sean chambers and then the fumble on the kickoff return by marquis johnson Time of possession in favor of the Cats, 32 minutes and 40 seconds to mm. 27 minutes and 20 seconds for the Hornets. Stinger's down.
0: We punted one time for 45 yards. They punted two times for 94 yards. We kicked off seven times for 440 yards. They kicked off seven or five times for 271. We were four for five in the red zone. I think that was one of the few times we have not come away from the red zone with points this year. Sticks missed a 33-yard field goal on that one. They were 4-for-4 four four in the red zone. Not good. Not good. Field goals, it officially comes down to 0-for-2 for us, but we all know we missed three field goals. Uh, one of them was a, a penalty that uh, allowed Sticks another shot at it, but uh, and they were 1-for-2. Let's see, let's go into some personal stats. Milot was 9-for-14 9 for 99. In the air, 17 for 114 with two touchdowns on the ground, earning him Player of the Week. Chambers, I had to double-check this in two spots. He was one for two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> with a, I, I, I thought he must have threw it more, but he did not. Nope. He had two he, completions, he had one, one to us and one to them. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> <laughs> pretty God. weird stat line. Ten for, uh, yeah, touchdown to... uh Ty McCulloch and, uh, and an interception. There you go. Ill advised throw. 10 for 60 on the ground. Man, he is so good. I love watching Sean Chambers. Uh, Julius Davis. I-, I couldn't tell you how many times they said, man, he runs like a man possessed. Probably like three, four times uh, in that game. 12 for 110. One touchdown, long of 49, which was. I don't know if it made ESPN's top plays. It should have. It didn't. Did it?
1: Nope. Oh man, I stayed up to watch SportsCenter top ten. wasn't even anywhere on there. Oh wow, wasn't even in the, in the top plays in the ESPN uh, college football final show either. Didn't make any of the plays. I'm like, come on. That yeah, that's bad.
0: Jared White was uh, three for twenty seven with a touchdown. We had quite a few. Uh, I didn't write them all down, but a couple of running backs around that stat line. We've, we spread the ball around really well with our running backs. And so none of their stats are just like eye popping stats. But when you got like four guys going like four four carries for 25, 30 yards, you're doing pretty stinking good. Marquis Johnson, three for 22. Ty McCulloch had four for 53 with a touchdown. That guy continues to impress me. Cleveland was three for 32. Pickering was three for 32. Askelson had 11 total tackles. Wow. Eight solo by himself. Ryland Ort had six total. He had one interception. John Johnson had seven total. One interception. A pick six for 16 yards. Grevy had the only uh, tackle for a loss with a sack. Against Caden Bennett and Sticks Hall had one punt for 45 yards. He was six for six on his point afters. That looked good. And then, but he missed a 33, a 50, and a 45-yard field goal. That was not good. We'll get into that. Sack. Keenan Bennett had himself a nice day. Two, 26 for 42. <laughs> Man, 42 passes against over 234 yards, a touchdown. Um <clears throat> but he did have two interceptions, so that was good for us. Uh Devin Gordry, Gordry? Am I saying that right? I can't read my own handwriting. Gandy. Gandy. There is no R in there. Gandy. 5 for 59, uh, one touchdown with the long of 29. And Elijah <laughs> Tau Tolliver, their backup running back, had an even 100 yards on eight carries with two touchdowns. He was impressive.
1: No, he definitely came out of nowhere, and uh, he's a physical big running back. It's funny to sit here and watch, like I'm looking at the stats on ESPN, and to see you be off on several things because you handwrite everything. It's, it's well, never 100%. <laughs> I get my stats from Montana State's
0: uh, website. So I get it could be I get the game difference. stats. I get the game stats from you. Or excuse me, ESPN. But I click into Montana
1: MSU Bobcats, and that's where I get my
0: individual stats.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that I guess ESPN is that much different on a weekly basis. I'm pretty sure it's your handwriting, by the way. If you take out Julius Davis's 49 yard run, then we have 11. He has 11 carries for 61 yards. Not so impressive. for using that take away the longest run well i think maybe where i am
0: i'm probably just reporting net yards i mean not net yards gained not net is what i'm doing so there's like Tommy Molot did have some like a negative play there that i didn't count him for is that what you're seeing
1: i don't know i'm just you spin this line up with what you're saying that's all it doesn't matter it's close enough it's a couple yards here and there Well, that paints the picture, man. does a competitive game. And Sac State got their yards, and they had some guys step up and make some plays against the cat defense. And I mean, that's really what I want to focus on. A lot of this conversation is our defense against Sac State's offense. But there's a, there's a lot to talk about this game. So where do, where do you want to start? I want
0: to start with the defense, and my take is the way to attack our defense is through small passes and here's my question to you do you think montana state is allowing or conceding those small passes with the thought that hey we're gonna make you go the distance because we're gonna bank on our defense making a play
1: i hadn't really thought that we were kind of a bend but don't break style defense uh but you know if you look back at Cal Poly and Sac State, I guess I could concede that maybe that is a little bit what we're doing. We're not getting beat deep on anything. We came close. Sac State uh, just overthrew a streaking wide receiver. But other than that, uh, we're we're really limiting the big play. There were some definite chunk plays in this game, uh, mainly that Elijah Tile Tolliver 53 yard touchdown run. But other than that, you go down the list. There's a 17 yard reception, 17, 16, 14. Those are the longs uh, on the rushing side, I'm sorry, and then the pa- the receiving side, the long was 24, and then 11, 18, 13. I mean, there wasn't a lot of, like, 20-plus yard plays. There a lot of mm-hmm. 10-yard-plus plays, which isn't ideal, and I don't think that's what the cats are going for. But, yeah, I think they were keeping things in front of them. I, th- I
0: think Sack State did a good job at staying ahead of the game or staying on time, as coaches like to say that. Like, they were getting sh- uh, short short second yards or short second uh, second downs, third downs, where it was very manageable. Where Uh, they had trouble, sticks as they call it. Yeah, where they had where they had trouble was that those nine penalties you talked about, sixty five yards. They would get like a motion procedure or something,
1: and then we get them in, you know, first in fifteen. But that wasn't anything we did. No, no, we got bailed out on that uh, two minute motion penalty. That was just a nice touchdown pass, like a fifty yard touchdown pass. Got bailed out on that one.
0: You might be surprised to know that Montana State is number one against the pass in the conference, allowing 173.8 yards
1: a game. Does that surprise you? No. No, I guess not. We haven't really played any real prolific passing teams. Uh, okay.
0: I mean, we we faced uh, two teams that... Passed it for over 40 times
1: the last two weeks. Yeah, they're a little dink and dunk passes, like you said. 234 pass 200, 234 yards on 42 attempts and 26 completions is not stellar. I know, so that's pretty good for Montana State. My question goes back to you is, again is, are we conceding the short slant? I mean... And certain, against certain teams, I think we are. I also think teams are really much game planning on against this because they want to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly.
0: Yeah. This is two games in a row where basically our pass rush has been non-existent because they're they're just getting it out fast. Yeah. But yeah. that was, I think the first half of this game really kind of frustrated me as a fan because you're seeing those slants
1: just be completed, 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 completed. And you're like, come on, adjust somehow. Well, yeah, when you got a guy like Bennett who is extremely accurate within like 20 yards, that's all he did, man. He just picked us apart with those little little passes. And they had some guys who could uh, – they weren't breaking off any real big plays, but they broke a few tackles. They'd be like a seven-yard completion, and they'd break a couple tackles and get like 12 yards in the first down out of it. That happened several times. That guy that would really kind of stood out to me was that Anderson Grover guy. That guy kind of killed us a little bit on a lot of those plays. Five receptions for 49 yards. They're number 25, the white guy. He was uh, – a he was he was killing us, man. He's tough. He's a tough runner out there. The white guy. The white guy. Usually <laughs> narrows it down wide receivers. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, a part of it too, I think, was contained trying to keep Bennett in, in, from scrambling too much. Too, I think. So I don't. Do you think Montana's? Hold on. I don't want to. I don't want.
0: I don't want to go there right yet. Do you think Montana State cares that they're giving up these slants?
1: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I can't imagine they're happy I, I about it. I don't think they do. I, I don't think they do not imagine they're happy about it, all those short,
0: easy completions. I'm, I'm sure they're not happy about it, but I, th- I think they're like, let's keep everything in front of us. They always say that. Yeah. We want to keep everything in front of us. We don't want to get beat deep. I'm kind of convincing myself on this narrative that Montana State's saying, okay, we're going to give you that, but eventually you're going to throw a pick, just like you did. I mean, they threw a pick on a slant. Miles Jack- yeah. Jackson. It was a great play. You know, He had an interview today from 406 Montana Sports. We t- uh, watched it. He was like, yeah, coach told me. It's like, hey, we're getting beat on these slants. Why don't you just hold your disguise for a bit and then react to it and then popped it up in the air and went to, right to Ryan Lenore. So that could be kind of the ad-
1: adjustment, right? Yeah. So are we baiting them essentially <laughs> with these slants? I mean, maybe. Uh, what Was it John Johnson who was, said he baited? The throw from Bennett on the pick six. Yeah. I don't I don't really know how. I guess he was he was kind of camped further to the sideline like than you would expect. He was kind of standing in a weird spot. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe uh maybe the where he was standing kind of the quarterback just looked over there and thought that that was his wide receiver. Like it was a little confusing, but I don't know. I'm not sure I buy into the fact that the secondary is like biding their time to make an aggressive play later on. <laughs> that's strategy. I'm not sure I've heard.
0: I don't know. I, I just don't know think Montana State's betting on their defense to step up over time. They're like, okay, we're going to give you these little nickel and dime little passes, but over time, our guys are better than your guys and we're going to make a play.
1: Maybe it almost backfired on this game though. Cause Sack state was killing us in every which way they were. E- it's like every time they got the ball, like a uh, handoff, they got like eight yards to carry, and it was close. Seven point one yards to carry. Like every time they got the like hand handed the ball off, there was n- yeah. he, he ran through the line easy. He was five yards downfield before he made contact, and a lot of times they'd have a lineman out there to take out a linebacker. Yeah, we no, it, no. Uh, it reminded me of like uh, when we play the Grizz, when he just like the running backs sort of just busting through these holes, and there's nobody even there for like six yards. That sort of looked like. And it, that was the most concerning part of me to this game is how porous the run defense was.
0: I feel like that was the first time we've seen it like that this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that a credit to Montana State or Sac State's offensive line? Or is that just a defensive scheme we were running that game? Or was it the fact that Danny
1: Yu was not in the game? I think a big part of it was Danny Yu was out. He's the guy that gets lined up. He's kind of the, uh, the fiery guy back there, the captain that gets everyone kind of amped up and juiced up. Uh, part of it could be um, some injuries at nickel. I know on their big, their big uh, touchdown run is when Askelson actually came out with an injury and uh, Cole Bullock came in and I, I thought Drew Polidor didn't have a great game either. And I know part of that is this huge club on his hand. that makes it hard to tackle, but he didn't seem to be his normal self in terms of blowing plays up down on that, um, Trick play kind of thing they scored their first touchdown on. Polaro came streaking in and just blew right, right past it and just got completely taken out of the play. I don't know. It just seems like guys were out of place, and I think a lot of that was Sac State's tempo, and we just didn't seem prepared for that. Like on that on that exact same play, I'm talking about their touchdown on that uh, little trick play, we weren't even like lined up. Like we had two defensive linemen trying to figure out. The nose tackles were trying to figure out what side to be on, and they were they were switching spots when the when it was snapped. (laughs) So they were completely standing up. It just I don't know. I felt like the first the first half in particular was a lot of that for the cats. Yeah, they were.
0: Zach was going at one and half speed. We were going at one. We were having trouble adjusting to that. The thing is, though, Montana State makes adjustments. We don't panic. No. when the, In the fourth quarter, when it was time to go, we had the clamps, man, until the very last. Like that last drive. I mean, golly. Third and 17. Fourth and 14. Give those up.
1: Come on. Drives you and me nuts. But. Guys, everyone nuts. And I know the game was more or less over at that point. But that was still the entire starting defense in there. That was. They didn't, they didn't look like they were playing prevent defense necessarily. They just were. Not playing good defense. What would you grade the defense on this game then? Just give me a score. I guess C plus. I'll go B minus because of the turnovers. (laughs) All right. What would you like to see them doing differently going forward? I mean, I don't know X's and O's, man. I I know you can't give up 7.1 yards per carry. Can't give up 200 yards on the ground. Yeah, that was, that was concerning. I, I thought we should have
0: pressured it more. We didn't. We didn't send as many blitzes there as There was hardly do. any blitzes.
1: Yeah, and that, that was weird to me because that's where we've been getting a lot of production. I think I think like, you might be right in that regard, trying not to get beat deep. So we needed to drop seven, six or seven guys keep everything in
0: front so of you. That's us. interesting because then now we're going to go face Giovanni McCoy and the tail of the tape on him is like he's a stud, like absolutely stud quarterback, like better than Bennett, but probably like Bennett but better, right? Right. Uh, Montana just sent the house every time, like they blitzed every down. Montana State's not going to do that. They're going to play some sort of like zone coverage or cloud coverage on this, and or maybe man, I know I don't know what they're going to do. Like I, I've tried to pre- I've tried to stop predicting what Montana State's going to do because every time I'm wrong. But so do we send more pressure against Giovanni? I don't know, man. It's it's tough. I imagine it's gonna look pretty similar to what we just saw. Yeah. Imagine is gonna try to dissect us with these little passes, little screenplays, draws. That that we had we caught got caught a little bit on the drop play as well in this game. We didn't have anybody spying Bennett that, that was kind of something I was like, ah, man, maybe we should have. I'm not sure. So seemed like Montana
1: State was kind of worried about him beating us through the air. Well, I mean, he only had six carries for 22 yards, and one of them yeah. was a 17-yard run. So other than that, I mean, and there was no sacks to really—there was one sack at the end, so that's pretty much the stats. That's the tail of the tape there. So okay. I think we just really wanted to keep his run game in check and wanted to make mm-hmm. him beat us through the air. I, offense, I watched some yeah. plenty of uh, Sac State highlights and stuff before this, and he does QB power stuff, and they they run him a fair amount. And we, really for more, the most part, contained that, but they just decided, okay, we'll just use the running backs instead. I mean, when you go out against an offense that has a lot of good players, a lot, well, sometimes you just try and shut down one single aspect of it. Not like, okay, we're going to stop the run game. I'm talking we're, t- we're going to stop one specific player's run game. It's kind of feel like that's almost what the game plan was catered toward. Maybe I'm crazy. You sound a little bit salty about it, like you're a little
0: bit disappointed.
1: Well, I mean, the defense, I have a lot of concerns about the defense from this game, but we'll see if it was just a one-off. But I I posted on Bobcat Nation that my biggest concern heading into this, if you ask me, like, what's the biggest concern on the team would be special teams after this performance. I mean, special teams is still a huge concern, but the defense is, uh, I don't know. It just reminded me too much of the early season last year where we had a hard time tackling, and there was just guys, we couldn't set the edge, and there was just running backs running loose all over the place. It just reminded me a little bit too much of that, so I got a little bit of PTSD maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's opening up a an old wound, you yeah. <laughs> So, right. I mean, it's the same defensive coordinator, so I'm like I, I don't want to revert back to that. We had been playing such good defense this year, and all of a sudden uh, Cal Poly moved the ball against us. They didn't score much, but they moved the ball. And then Sac State really moved the ball and scored. Yeah. This is more than anyone scored on us, right? Yeah. Yeah, 30 so. points the most anyone scored against us all year. Yeah. And it could have been more. Always could be more, Thorny, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> like I said, we got lucky on a on a procedural penalty when we got beat bad on a deep touchdown pass. He almost had that pick, though. It, like it went right through, <laughs> <But> he, whiffed <laughs> right it. through he whiffed
0: it and got <laughs> scored on. <laughs> hey, man, let's talk the offense real quick because that'll make you feel a little bit better. What do you think about mixing the chilies
1: in this game, man? Oh, we have some Golden Cooley questions about that. I thought it was a weird mix, but it works. All yeah, right. It, it works, so it's No, it hard, doesn't. It. We scored 42 points and had 400-some 50 yards of offense. We could have scored what do you 60 mean it didn't if we would have done a better.
0: Oh, jeez. Crime Thorny. Like you don't bring in Tommy Millotte for the first two plays of a drive or a series,
1: and then Sean Chambers for third and fourth down. It just doesn't work, man. I don't love how they're doing it, but the results are fine.
0: <sighs> it
1: just it just seems like yeah, you want one more one guy to go a little bit further. It just seems like one guy starts cooking, and like the, right when he does okay, they yank him out and then put in the other guy. So and, I did the uh,
0: instant reaction sh- show solo, and I made this analogy. Sean Chambers is like a like an old engine, and he needs to get warm. You just got to let him cook a little bit. You got to let him warm up. They don't. They don't. You get him in there for like two, three plays, and then they yank him. It's like he, just,
1: he starts to feel it, and he's like, ah, nope. Back on the sideline. He doesn't need to warm up if you're not gonna let him pass though. And they only they only let him throw two passes today. Saturday. Jeez, it's Monday. So yeah, you, I, don't, if, I don't know. If you're going on that aspect, I don't think he needs to be in as much of a rhythm if, if all he's doing is empty set Sean Chambers up the middle. <laughs> you don't need don't to warm know. up for that. It's
0: he's not that, a runner. Now back. you make me yeah. Now you make me feel the feels on the offense again. That's that's why I came away from this game feeling like weird. Like I'm super happy Montana State beat, Sac State 42 30. I came out of this game going, man, I don't know how I feel about this. This was like a interesting game. I I, I thought we left a lot on the bone.
1: It's crazy to sit here and say that we rushed for 328 yards, scored 42 points, and you're feeling not great about the offense because I feel fine about the offense. I might have disagreements about how it should be done, and maybe we could have scored another touchdown or two, but they couldn't stop us, man. We ate up the clock, and we ran for 6.7 yards per carry. That's 320 yards. I mean, what is, you can't complain.
0: I guess when it comes down to it, I just have to accept the fact in inside Ryan Foley. I'll just stay it. I want Sean Chambers to be the starting quarterback. I don't want a dual quarterback system. I just, I just want Chambers to take the show and go with it. Because when he did, the last two years, when we've seen the Chamber show, it's been really good.
1: I mean, I also, we saw today mostly, I keep saying today, it's Monday. We saw a healthy dose of Tommy taking most of the naps, and that looked pretty good too. Do we mostly go with one guy? Do we need to kind of abandon the 2QB thing?
0: Yeah, you Well know, so Tommy, Tommy did mostly look good, but there's some times where he would hold it to run, and he's making the wrong choices again. He's doing Tommy ball. <laughs> I'm like, come on, give it. Yeah, if it like comes, he, yeah, seven, how many times did he eat it in a in a RPO where he was just getting smothered in the back? Probably three times. I'm thinking off the top of my head. That's
1: a lot. It does seem like when we when we get into these big time games against bigger opponents. The playbook shrinks, and we just end up like, okay, well, Tommy Ball's going to save us. <laughs> it seems to happen a lot, and it, it you know, it would have worked maybe against South Dakota State, but then he gets hurt, and that's what happens. in Tommy Ball, Tommy gets hurt, seventeen carries. He's just going to get hurt. I don't, yeah. I, I don't want like to think that. I hate it. I hate that. That's my first thought when I see the stat line of seventeen carries. You can't. That's. The, I don't want him to get hurt, but he's going to. <laughs>
0: give it to davis davis they couldn't tackle him they couldn't tackle him in the first quarter he was he had a couple shoestring tackles that he would have gone for even more he only had 12 carries he had 110 yards that guy runs so tough Mm -hmm. why why are we giving him the ball and why are we doing these trick plays first play of the game last two last two uh that's two games. See, so yeah, I like the those. I have zero problem n- with those. Netted uh, a minus. I don't know. There's a stat for you. Go look it up. It's probably like minus 40 yards almost on both those plays.
1: Well, it's a good luck charm as far as I'm concerned because we won both games. <laughs> Gosh, so. get out of here with that.
0: That's crap. <laughs> good luck charm. That's the crappiest good luck charm I've ever heard of.
1: Hey, there was one guy who read that play well. If he didn't read that play, it's an easy touchdown.
0: No, it's not. Somebody else would have been there. I think you're wrong.
1: (laughs) It's a huge play. Okay. (laughs) All right. The first one was a weird fumble exchange. I get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind a trick play to start off a game, man. I don't mind it. All
0: right. We, Hey, you know, all right. I got to calm down. Hey, we got to talk. We got to talk a little bit about, uh, sticks hall.
1: I posted on Twitter. I don't think I told you this. Pretty much word for word, as like I don't really like talking negative about a player, but we need to find something else at kicker. It's Coach Vegan. It's not said working. The same man. thing. Well, he didn't say exactly the same thing. What did I write down? I really don't like dogging on guys, but man, he he's becoming a, a liability. A field goal kicker, a place kicker. Coach Vegan says our production has to
0: improve. That's
1: about as damning as yeah. Vegan ever gets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he's money on the kickoffs and punts. He's he's done some phenomenal punts. He doesn't have it when it comes to the games in the place kicking right now could change, but it's yeah. almost akin to like a, a shortstop having the yips or something. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like he has a confidence So here's some stats for you. Field goal is six for 10 on the year. We're one for four between 30 and 39 yards. That's not good. And, uh, I mean, we're not close on, on some of those.
1: When he misses, uh, he does it in style.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very concerning. And that's, that's a big thing because we know it's going to come down to a kick here or there. And we're going to be like, ah, seriously, that's, that's why we lost. Why didn't we fix this? (laughs) I think one of our friends said, I want, I want uh, coach vegan to look at me I want somebody to have trusted me. Like, like Coach Vegan has trust in in Hall. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, man. I mean, I'm sure he's showing uh, out in practice, it, man. Like it's a uh, that's what that's what Vegan said. He's like, that's not what we're seeing in practice. Like we send a house on him in practice. You need connects in the game. We're seeing something different.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just mental. It's clearly not a physical problem. So I mean, it's just a, it's possible he can turn around. But he missed two at Weber, two here. Oh yeah, somebody. Uh, maybe it was Tom Stuber. Like he's like zero and four on the road or one and four on the road. So it's <laughs> interesting stat because yeah. he missed one at South Dakota right. State, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: this is from no, we didn't. I don't think we attempted okay. a, a field goal at South Dakota State.
1: Uh, Shay, our friend Shay, asks us: buy or sell field goal kick costs us? Ah. Field goal kick costs. Us a win to another trip to Frisco. Basically, a field goal will cost us a trip to field, Frisco, in one way or another. Oh, I'm not going to buy that. That that would be like
0: just putting bad juju out there. No way. <laughs> Stay away from that. <laughs> That's no funny. I, I see herself. where you're coming from, Shay. That would be that would
1: be terrible. By the way,
0: uh, Thorny and I uh, booked
1: our hotel room to frisco oh bad juju now you put that on the air you won't answer that question but you tell everyone we booked a f- hotel to frisco it's refundable It's way worse <laughs> juju That is <laughs> the most bad juju you could say right now no it's <laughs> buying your ticket to frisco is the worst yeah we, we we would have bought one but they're already all sold out and now the there's prices are crazy again yeah so anyway uh i i don't know i don't really want to answer that question either it's, it's possible i mean it it doesn't have to be what you think. Like, if he misses a kick against Idaho and costs us the three seed, and then that or the two seed, and then we have to go on the road and lose in the semifinals, you could would you pin that all back on a missed field goal? I don't know. That's a big that's a big big thing, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a a game deciding problem. I don't think the Cats get into close games that come down to field goals, <laughs> as weird as that sounds.
0: We either glad lose glad you said big, big that. or win big. It's um, <laughs> this is like the best Montana State has ever been in my fandom. Like we Kirk. are really good team, and let's just acknowledge that, Ryan. Because ah, like there was certain a um, handful of things we just kind of griped about. You, I guess, like let's say this: if you were just Tuning into the last 20 minutes of the podcast, you probably thought we would have lost because we were sitting here bitching about it, bitching about it, moaning about it. Montana State's a really good football team. We just beat the number three team in the nation on the road and it didn't even have to be that close. It wasn't like they scored, they scored late. I mean, it could have been an 18 point win for
1: us. I need to say a few things here. Any Critique we have, or at least I have, at this point is comparing things to the to the bar of getting back to Frisco. Yeah, and I'm I am ecstatic that we won this game. So I, I want to say that performance piece that are, I'm critiquing is not the same as like, hey, we won this game. I would have been happy if we won this game three to 10 to eight. This is a big win. This is an important win that we needed to keep that top two seed alive. And I didn't Mm -hmm. care how it was done. It's a road win. Road wins in the big sky are hard. We know that. We've been following the team for a long time. We've been following the big sky for a long time. Road wins are hard. But you start to analyze things from like, I want us to go back to Frisco. I want to go back to Frisco. I want to go back to the national championship. And that's where you start to like put the lens on it. Like is the defense that we saw tonight good enough to win a national championship? I don't think it is. That doesn't mean we can't get there, but you can't play like this. Can't play like this against yeah. like a Dakota school, South Dakota State, even North Dakota State. Like this is, can't get ran over like that. No, but we don't always have to be perfect either. Like no,
0: Montana State's not going to be perfect to these road games. We're going to have our bumps and bruises. But what Vegan has done in the last couple of years is he's proven that he puts a better product at the end of the
1: season than in the middle of the season. Yep, and in Vegan we trust at the this path. point for sure. I mean the South, South Dakota State. Southern Illinois, 17 to 10. Yeah. So that was a closer game than this game. At least in terms of points, I didn't really watch any of that game, so I don't know how dominant that 17 to 10 was or what was not. But, you know, these things happen. You look, you, you go look back and look at North Dakota State's championship runs. They always had one game in the regular season where they squeaked by Western Illinois, who was like 5 and 6. <laughs> like, it's hard to win all the games, man. It's hard. It is especially when you're ranked
0: like we are, we're going to get people's best shot. And and, in SAC had a good atmosphere. They had like 16, 17,000 people there. That's good atmosphere, man.
1: Yeah. I mean the, the camera crew and the, the uh, mic mics weren't set up in a very good spot. You heard the cheerleaders first and foremost, but it showed out, man. (laughs) It's a, it's a big time game too. Like how, how many years ago would you have said like the cats are on espn T? Would you just be worried that we're just going to fade from the moment? Like all of them? Like pretty much <laughs> yeah. We, we had those the the Rob Ash playoff runs on ESPN two against Sam Houston State. We just got pummeled every time. <laughs> so it's pretty for number one, it's pretty awesome that the biggest guy has ESPN linear games in the regular season. That's pretty sweet. But the crazy thing to me at this in this game, and I want to end it here for me, at no point during this game did I feel like we were gonna lose. Hmm. Even when Sack came out and scored that touchdown right off the bat, it's like I I wasn't worried. Yeah, and then it, it just became more clear as the game went on. They couldn't stop our run game, so it, it didn't even really matter if the defense couldn't get the stops. We needed to because I just felt like the run game was well, like all right, we'll just answer every single time, and we Zach State kept punching back. I give them a lot of credit, but Montana State had an answer every single time. Yeah. And then my huge came out, man.
0: They, that that was that was that was their big game. I was impressed. You're at home. I was impressed.
1: They have some ballers, yeah. man. They have some. They have some dudes. They looked big. Their offensive line. We didn't. I mean, did you watch? I I rewatched it. Sebastian Val- Valdez got swallowed up every single play. He looked small. Seabass <laughs> looked small against those guys, no. man. They were big. <laughs> those were big guys.
0: Yeah. And, no, they. I mean, they, they're they good. They've been good for a long time. Mm-hmm. We know that, dude.
1: Yeah, they're a good I, team. And uh I, I think I said on the pod last week, I'm not dismissive as they are, as a lot of other people are on Bobcat Nation leading into the game. But yeah, they're a good squad. And I expect them to, you know, they have a, they have a real shot at getting a seed themselves if they go undefeated the rest of the way out. I'm a little, a little jealous that they got ESPN back-to-back years. Yeah, we I, didn't get th- it. Keeps ending up in sack for some reason. <laughs> With Troy Taylor <laughs> greasing the wheel or something. <laughs> I know he's not there now, uh, but he would have greased it last year for this year. <laughs> I don't know. Kudos to sack, but bigger kudos to the Bobcats going on the road, taking care of business. The Bobcat contingent sounded good on TV. Cheers, Bobcat Nation.
0: Final final thought for me is a couple of guys had texted me on this in kind of common thread. With their conversations has been, it was good for Montana State to get tested. It's good to take it on the chin. Early on, that 0-7 uh, deficit we overcame. Like you said, I didn't feel that we couldn't overcome that. It wasn't always pretty. But as Coach Vegan says, we're a complete team in his show tonight. We faced adversity. We had some ups and downs. But the depth showed up. And uh, the guys executed. We got it done. Damn right. Road win, baby. Go Cats. Go Cats. Now on to uh, Idaho. Down to the Palouse. Damn it, man. This game has been looming on my mind for over a year. Once this this schedule came out, I almost cried. I really did. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a brutal schedule. Right. Absolutely brutal schedule. And it is. This is going to be our, our third top 10 team on the road. Second road test of the week. These guys are just coming off a beating from the Grizz. And not a, a like a huge beating either, like a, man, we should have won that game. Dang it, we lost that opportunity They go into the bye week. They had some injuries. I don't know their health on this, but sold out in the Kibbe Dome. It's going to be wild, dude. I'm taking my family what 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 do you think is going to happen i think technically prediction city we don't do any predictions no. here so let's let's stay let's steer the ship
1: away from that <laughs> waters right there so You said what's going to happen the... not like who's going to win yeah all right <laughs> i guess just slight differences there hey if you if you count the weber state number 10 at the time this would be our fourth top 10 matchup on the road so far south coast state really? weber state sac state oh. idaho yeah. Don't forget South, South, State. South Dakota State. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. forget that one. Seems like yeah. forever ago. That's how the season's usually go. I oh, mean, I watched some film today. I mean, we, we watched most of the Grizz-Idaho game. It coincided with the Cat game, so we didn't catch all of it. I don't know what to think about Idaho. They seem a little bit more beatable than I thought they were a few weeks ago because of what the Grizz did, but I'm not sure we can really replicate what the Grizz did on defense. So yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about – Let's let's recap Idaho a little bit. I want to kind of paint a picture of what I have done this season before we get too far into anything. Um, Idaho is let's see. I'm slowly pulling up ESPN, trying to talk my way through it, but the internet's not helping me out. <laughs> All right, they're five and two. Uh, road win at Lamar, forty two to seventeen. Uh, I'm looking at this now. That's pretty funny. Lamar was the very last team receiving votes in the FCS stats poll from today. They received two <laughs> votes in the poll. I have no idea how Lamar is, but that's just kind of funny. They beat Nevada 33-6, to obviously on the road. And then the third road game in a row, they started their, their season with three straight road games at Cal, and they were leading that game 17-0 before losing 31-17. to Then they come back home and beat Sac State 36-27. to That game is a lot closer than, than that score indicated because um, Sac State was down by one point with four seconds left and they should try some sort of all crazy yeah music city miracle and then fumbled it and idaho scooped and scored with zero seconds left on the clock so that last touchdown mm-hmm. was pretty much meaningless very close game i watched highlights of that today there's a lot to take away from that game because common opponents we just played sack State. then they went on the road to eastern washington pulled out a victory there 44 to 36 of note eastern washington starting quarterback uh Kiko Vesperis. Is that how you say his name? I. You ask me this every week. Just say it with every confidence week, and move every on. Every week I ask you every about week. East Washington's quarterback. I've asked you yes, that every you single podcast. Wow, I don't remember. Yes. I'm pretty sure this is maybe the second time I've asked how you say his name. <laughs> anyway. Every damn week. All right. All right. Well, anyway, they went on the road and won with uh, Eastern Washington starting quarterback out, but 44-36, to 36, pretty close game. Then they come home and I guess on the road, 42-14 to 14 against Cal Poly, which... A lot of people thought that was kind of a coal. Uh, what is that saying? Canary in the coal mine, for Idaho. I've seen some people reference that because it was a closer game than I think they would have liked. But then they went uh, back home, and that's that was last week. The Grizz, Grizz took a uh, took it to them, twenty three to twenty one. The Grizz are up at like twenty to zero at that one point, or was it seventeen to zero? Did the Grizz really take it to them, 23-21? Yeah, I mean they got a big lead and they held on. It's good enough. I'm sorry, my 40 though. yards of offense second half of the game. Yeah, is the, that taking it to them? I don't know. They they took it to them in terms of like throwing all the punches and coming out. If you want to look at it that way, doesn't matter. They won the game 23-21. Big win for the Grizz. They needed that win real bad. Idaho now needs this win real bad against the Cats because that was a loss that kind of derailed uh, their plans for the year. It's not over for the Vandals, obviously. They're 5-2. and two. They can win out. If you look at the rest of their schedule, they have Northern Colorado, Weber State, and Idaho State. Uh, all of a sudden, Idaho State's the toughest game left on that schedule, I would guess. That's crazy. But uh, I know once they get past this, I think they should be able to win three in a row. But man, they've had... Two weeks to stew about their loss to the Grizz. Two weeks to game plan for the Cats. The Cats are coming off a game where we had some key injuries, some guys banged up, hard-fought game on the road, and now we're going on the road again. There's a lot stacked against the Cats, I think, going into Moscow on Saturday.
0: Yeah, no doubt. There is a lot stacked against the Cats, but one thing that uh, I like that the Cats in this is a run game. I don't think they're not going to be able to stop a run game. So, th- th- we're, this is going to be a a, <laughs> a time of possession battle. University of Idaho, they like to run it all the way down. So, they're going to take the game clock all the way down. They're not going to want Montana State to have any possessions on this. And watch out. Jason Eck is a gambler. That guy is a firecracker of a coach. And then went against him during the Montana game. And it could go against us. It did remember back when he was coaching for Styles Dakota state. And you always talk about it. Who's that kicker that ran for a, uh, Oh, that touchdown? was a
1: Vinatieri of some sort. Yep. Yeah, there one you go. The Vin- one of them Vinatieri's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Jason's ex Jack, Jason Eck is out there like fist pumping. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got fired from Montana state the year before. So, you know, he had a little bit of juice in him about that and good for him. I think Jason Eck lost that game for Idaho against Montana. A little too aggressive. Yeah. Take the points, man. I, yeah. And I see what you're saying about Montana, you know, like, taking it to them. It's easy to say that when they play that style of defense as they play, but their offense didn't have any bite. It connected on a couple of passes early on, got a couple of momentum plays. Montana State's more steady, man. Like, I d- I'm just saying it. Montana State is more steady. They are a more complete team than, than pretty much any team Idaho has faced this this year. So, is Idaho going to get some uh, points? Yeah, I do think so. Are they going to play small ball against us and run the clock down and you know try to use Anthony Woods, their freshman running back, who's really good, averaging over six yards per carry? Yeah, no doubt. Are they going to sling it to like their slot receiver, Therese? What's his last name? Trainer? And do, uh, are they going to huck it up to Hayden Hatton or who's that guy? Jeremiah Woods? What? Am I seeing that right, Thorny? Oh, Not Jeremiah. There's
1: Jermaine Jackson.
0: Jermaine Jackson. That's what I'm talking yeah, that's about. That's Therese Trainer,
1: yeah. Teron Ivy Jr., J- Jermaine Jackson, Hayden Hatton kind of round out there. Yeah. Receiving core. Yeah, they, they probably have the best receivers in the big sky. Not probably. They do
0: have the best receivers in the big sky. I'm not sure Montana State's going to send a house like Idaho did. Or, excuse me, Montana did. And I think that was really kind of like their their key to this game. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. <laughs> well, let me I think out. Montana State, sorry, my last parting thought is if Montana State goes three and out on like three of their possessions, it's going to be a tough game.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think the Cats have to get something going early. I kind of put in my notes that the Cats need to throw the first punch in this game, I think. I know it's going to be fired up. They're going to have the stadium rocking. They're going to be, like I said, fresh off two weeks' rest, stewing about the loss of the Grizz. They're going to be fired up, man. we got to come out and take some of the wind out of those sails real quick. But let's compare some stats that, you know, it's meaningless. I understand football. Is not uh, It's not apple-to-apples are time to play a game, different game plans, even if it's the same common opponent. But, you know, Sac State was only able to run for 69 yards on 29 attempts against Idaho for 2.4 yards per carry. And what did, uh, I think they ran 28 times against the Cats, so roughly the same times, except uh, 200 yards. So, it, Idaho does have a pretty good run defense. They completely shut down Sack State. But Sack State had like a career day against the Cats. Like I looked at some of their rushing performances from Zack State. Nothing like what they did against the Cats. But, you know, Idaho has some really good running backs. So could they be able could Idaho run for 200 yards against the Cats? I don't think it's out of the question at this point. I hate to say that. I don't think they will. But they got two really good running backs, man. I like. I like Woods. I like Anthony Woods a lot. I think he's a really good running back. He runs a lot bigger than he is. He's not a real big guy, but he runs really f- hard and really fast. He's, he had 24 carries for 117 yards and a touchdown against Sack, but only along of 19, so Sack did a good job of kind of balling them up. But then Nick Romano is kind of their bigger back. I like the way he runs too. He's kind of a bigger north-south runner. And then, of course, McCoy can beat you at any time with his legs. Get 11 carries against Sack. Uh, when they played, so I mean they have they have guys who can uh, run the ball. McCoy, not going to look to run all the time, but he can. He's he's like he's like Bennett a lot. I think I think that's a good comparison, like you said. Just a little bit faster, a little bit more elusive, and I think he had better playmaking ability. He reminds me kind of a uh, it's like a uh, oh not Vernon Adams. Who was the guy that had after Vernon Adams at Eastern? Oh, Eric Berrier yeah. He reminds me of Eric Berrier, EB3. <laughs> Two-glove <Two-club, Berrier. laughs>
0: Uh I think Idaho is a team that can win any game in the nation, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. they could be South Dakota State any day. But they could also lose to
1: Portland State. <laughs> they could. I don't know about that. I don't think they have any bad losses. Since Eck took over, what's their, they don't have any bad losses. As far as I know, I don't I don't I don't know what they did last year necessarily. They were seven of four. So maybe they did have a bad loss or two in there, but mm. I'm not sure that they're capable of losing to a bad team. Okay.
0: I think our fronts are better. And that's gonna say a lot. Their offensive line is
1: banged up. Yep. Yep. If you watch that Grizz game, you said they blitzed a lot. They did, but the Grizz oftentimes only brought like one extra guy or maybe even four, they were just getting to McCoy, especially in the second half. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I have faith in our game plan slash front four to do that. I don't know. It seems when the cats go up against an opponent that you think the defensive line should dominate. They don't always. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. I have a feeling that we're just not going to get to McCoy very well.
0: I think, Preseason, season both of you and I scheduled this in as a loss.
1: I had this as a win. Oh, see I had it this as a loss. I only had us losing stuff to go to state, buddy. 10 mm. and 1. <laughs> still on track. Yeah, still on track. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I, I'm going to I'm going to bet on the Cats on this. I I mean, this is I just think Montana State's an overall a better team. They could run into a buzzsaw the and you could name anything. For the cats that's going against the cats. What it's on the road for the second second straight week in the row against a top ten team. That's tough. I mean, who else is doing that? Who else is on the road? Two top ten teams going for it.
1: Set so State's know. pretty close, I think. But yeah,
0: yeah, Montana State is a overall a better program, and uh, I think Idaho has too many injuries along their fronts to eventually win this game.
1: I don't know. we got some key injuries on defense too. I, I think this game could be relatively high scoring. I hope not. Or it'll be I like mean, I hope 17 to 14 us. or something weird. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's not a high scoring game, but I don't know. I just, they got some firepower and they're going to be ready. going to be prepared. Yeah. And they're going to be desperate too. So let's say Montana state
0: gets an edge in this game. They're gonna they're gonna throw some sort of trick play at us. And they're gonna go for four, sure. fourth down in a weird position. They're gonna they're gonna try to get the QB dome
1: just rocking. So it's gonna be yeah. I would almost bet money on a pass from somebody else from that's not named McCoy. <laughs> it's a wide receiver <laughs> yeah. pass or a halfback pass. Yeah. I'd almost Say bet Hayden money Hatton. on. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm pretty curious to see how we guarded Hayden Haddon He's a guy. He's kind of like a Lance McCutcheon type guy. Where he's a big guy. He just goes up and gets it. They throw the ball deep, and he goes and gets it. The Cats have some pretty decent sized cornerbacks. Uh, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that kind of
0: transpires. Cats number one against pass defense in the in the conference. You know who's last number twelve? The Grizz. The Grizz,
1: Montana. <laughs> I was like, it's not Idaho. I bet. <laughs> So, no Idaho's was like me, sitting like Idaho number three and everything
0: yeah Idaho is like sitting number three and everything yeah. they're like they're a solid. little waffle in there yeah they're
1: very solid for sure across the board I just I think the cats can run the ball in this game and it might take yeah. some time to get it going so it could be a situation where the cats fall down 10 14 points in the first quarter first half but as long as it keeps churning and we we're wearing them down it will bust open but if, it's, if we're getting stuff consistently and we're not even having m- very many possessions we're not leaning on them to grind them down, that's where I'll get concerned. The
0: Cats have rushed for over 300 yards, five games in a row, Thorny. That's insane. That's Montana insane. Montana State's offensive line is the best unit in the FCS. Not just in the big sky, in the FCS, Ryan. Mm.
1: I don't know. I'd love to be a cheerleader for the Cats, but South Dakota State's offensive line is pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, are they rushing for over 300 yards a game?
1: I have no idea. Probably not.
0: Okay. But I think so they're more go. points than we are. <laughs> well, maybe not. Is the Missouri Valley as good as the Big Sky? I think it's better. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Different brand of football. Okay. Hey, let's get... It's like... All right. Hey, I'm going to say this. The Foley's are going to be there, which is normally not a good sign. <laughs> when I go yeah. to the games, we normally don't do well. So pray for me. Pray for the Foley's and, and the cats <laughs> that, that nothing weird happens because of me coming. But I'd love to meet any and all of you. We're going to the alumni tailgate. So we got tickets for that as oh, well. I'm jealous, man. That sounds fun. All right. Now we get into the golden coolie questions. I think so. All right, man. Pull up the Bobcat nation.
1: We need a guy for this. We need a producer. Just has these ready for us. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay.
0: Let's see here. So this came from Sunday, October 22nd. All right. Uh, DB. The Brew MSU. The two-quarterback system came up today upon watching the Stingers down game for the third time. My girlfriend, in all capital letters, said two quarterbacks is great and it totally confuses the opposing team. Is she right? Also, she offered to make chili today, totally unaware of the joke. And I said, no, how do you mix chilies if there's only one chili? Am I wrong? (laughs)
1: First statement here, your girlfriend understands two quarterback systems and the perils of doing so and can make chili. Keeper. That's a keeper. (laughs) That's a keeper. (laughs) Know some football, make some chili. Come on now. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Right? God, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's interesting. I don't really know what to think about the two quarterback system after this game.
0: I didn't love it after this game. I really didn't. It was
1: just clunky it just felt clunky i think it's really hard to game plan for there's 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 certain levels of execution that i don't love and you can like it can backfire if you if you don't use it correctly but i think it's extremely hard to game plan for i mean announcers say that i i I do believe that's true so i think yes i think it does confuse the opposing team as as he put it yeah
0: Uh, BF Catfan says, so my Golden Cooley question is, do you think having a game televised on ESPN2 does any favors for recruiting? You mentioned today that the Grizz last year at SAC and this year at SAC, in my opinion, if they televised these games in Bozeman or Missoula, I'd say yes, but in SAC with a half empty stands, hell no, but I'm guessing logistics and cost for travel, unpredictable weather this time of year plays into the decision-making Sacramento is uh, Southern schools. Get the nod, your thoughts. Um, So he's he or she is referring to what the comments are made on the the instant reaction show. I I think it has to have a positive on recruiting. Montana State's the only game on. Late night ESPN,
1: let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's not showcasing our stadium, but it's getting the Montana State brand in front of people. You'd be, you'd be still surprised how many high school players in Texas and other areas of the country have never even heard of Montana State. Yeah. It's, it's, it happens, but you're, you're sitting there watching ESPN two. You see a game between two FCS programs and one of them has a little number two by their name, number two program in the country and they're winning football games and you're watching that game and liking how they play football. Even if it's on a, in a small stadium with not much of an atmosphere. I mean, it's in your memory now. And and all of a sudden, a Montana State recruiter reaches out to you, like, "Oh yeah, I've I, I watched a game on ESPN too a few weeks ago." I think it matters. I think it matters. Yeah, no doubt. It can't be negative. <laughs>
0: There's no way it's bad. I was thinking today too that like the product that we're putting on the field is better than the MAC. Like you know, MAC gets on the television at Tuesdays and Thursdays. This game's better. You, you watch Julius Davis hurdle a little guy. You're like, that's better. Yeah,
1: <laughs> dude. I was, I was like. Put my hands on my head when he did that. I'm like, no way. Like that was <laughs> that was epic. Epic.
0: Colorado <laughs> Cat says, Do you think there's a solution to our kicking games besides a prayer? We just talked about prayers on this. <laughs> Pray the full least Tom Jin says. Uh yeah, I do. I think Costman is is a dude. Uh and here's why I'm on the Costman, uh train. I just like the way he looks. Like his a uh, his approach to the ball when we got to see him in I don't know what game it was, maybe we've seen him a couple of times, he just looks more smooth. Like I don't know how to articulate it. He just looks better to me.
1: I don't know. I have no idea what the solution is. I haven't seen Cosman kick. I have no comment on him, and you could see him kick in practice and he could do the same thing where he's a practice superstar, comes out and Shanks kicks all over the place. I think you just keep working with Hall and get him mentally right. Yeah, figure out what's going on. No, see, I, I don't agree. I think you give. I think
0: you give Hall the duties of punting and uh, place kicks. Not place kicks. Uh, kickoff duties. Bring in the
1: Butte kid. Let's do it. I mean, there, there's no. I guess there's no real harm in having him come in and try. Because I don't know. I don't know. That's a. It's a hard one. I would not give like him to game make reps. that decision. Yeah, give him game reps. All right. Uh, Vim says,
0: why the trick plays? I agree, man. Start off the game with a hand to Julius Davis,
1: outstretched zone, and just yeah. give him 10 yards. Nope. Yeah. Keep it up. Oh, torn Try me. the trick play oh. again. Try it a third time. Third time's a charm. Keep it coming. Yeah. Don't listen to Ryan. He
0: doesn't know what we're talking about. Uh, let's see. CNC Cat, who I still need to send your... Uh, Golden Cooley too. I'm going to get it to you, buddy. I have it in my car. You have a magic wand that can heal exactly one of our injured players and guarantee that he's back for the rest of the season. Who are you bringing back for the Cats? Or to put it in another way, which injury do you think is most impactful for the rest of our season? Danny. Danny, you.
1: I'm healing that guy up. He's coming back, though. This is guaranteed back for the season. I want him playing in Idaho. I want him back right now. He's going to miss at least Idaho. He may or may not be back for the Grizz game.
0: We, yeah. We didn't have both of those games. Dan, I think that's the, the the worst one right now. Danny
1: Yu or Ken Dollar Kane Dollar would be a big one, too. I'm going to go Danny Yu. And guarantee his back for the rest of the season. I mean, even Lavelle Price would be a good choice, too. I think Danny Yu is kind of... I really liked what he's played this year, and I think the team was a little bit deflated when he got hurt. Yeah.
0: Only having two linebackers, they need to be really good. Mm-hmm. And Danny
1: Hughes really good. I so. think we have three pretty darn good linebackers. Problem yeah, is- but
0: we, we played two linebackers, so that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. We have a 4 to 5 so we, we're going to play two linebackers. So yeah, um,
1: But now it's down to anyways. Colt Bullock or uh, Eli Abbey, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's getting pretty thin if if Askelson or O'Reilly get hurt or need or even need a spell, get tired, right. come off the field for a couple of ways.
0: Teton Cat says you can rush for 350 or pass for 350. Which one do you choose and why?
1: Easy peasy. Rush for 350. Blum, 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 blum. <laughs> Road grader, baby. It, it's, it's so much more
0: soul-sucking. Is it, though? But what if that 350 comes on...
1: 10 plays. Okay, what if it goes on 10 plays? Passing. What's the difference?
0: I, th- I was thinking about this today at work, and I was trying to think of differences.
1: I think 350 usually beats up a team more. That's all. I understand what you're saying. Like, okay, 10 carries for – So you're saying 10 carries for 300 yards and then – more I'm, all I'm
0: saying or- <laughs> is like what 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 if what if uh, what if
1: your uh, 350 comes from like big chunk plays? Okay, well, I think either way, I'm picking running the ball. I am 100 on board of running the Dan ball. hashtag #RTDB. Yeah, you changed my mind. I'm with you. <laughs> it's just fun to watch. It's it's fun to watch in a whole different way than passing is. Passing is like more eye candy. Uh, football running the football wins championships.
0: Yeah, when we ran over 400 yards on the grizz last year, yeah, let's go. So satisfying, <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> it's it's so demoralizing for those other guys when they know it's coming and they can't stop it. That's what it is. I love that.
1: No, you can make like make a play here and there. If you're if a team's passing all over you, you might be able to deflect the pass or get an interception or something. If a team's just pushing your defensive lineman seven yards off the ball and flattening him, like what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, let's see. When choosing between two chilies, this comes from Judith Basin Cat. When choosing between two chilies, if one recently wins an award, do you take that into consideration when deciding on which one you eat first?
1: <laughs> what kind Absolutely. of award are we talking here? Man, so I
0: uh, we uh, Great Falls used to have a a, a great chili cook-off. Um, or maybe it's not called a great chili cook-off. It was just called a chili cook-off. The electric and, yes, city c- chili cook-off. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> Probably. That's probably that. Absolutely. I, uh, there was a good steak and bacon chili, and it was delicious. And no, I was not mixing that chili with anything else. And I'm going first for that, for sure.
1: I mean, probably. But if it's like a, a neighborhood chili cook-off where there's three chilies and there's an award, is that, how important of a award is that? I don't know. But most likely, yeah. If it's advertised as award-winning chili and the other one is not, I mean, you got to try the award-winning chili. It's got a little blue ribbon on it like Pabst. <laughs> it's a 100-year-old award. doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. It won that blue ribbon. World Fair. That's from the World Fair. That's when they won that. <laughs> blue ribbon. Oh, my gosh. You said like
0: a, a couple of episodes ago that um, they don't put beans in their chili down in
1: Texas. Is no. this true? Yeah, not typically, no. They don't like. It's just meat. It's like a stew with just meat, maybe some like tomatoes or like uh, peppers and onions and stuff. But beans, no, frowned upon in most of Texas, parts of Texas. We we've never even talked about uh, Cincinnati chili, Skyline chili. Oh, we talked about this a lot. Okay, we asked Mike Person about it. Remember, because he was yeah (laughs) staying over in Ohio. I love I love Coney dogs. That's the chili I'm making.
0: Cage Rage, at what point did we stop attempting field goals? <laughs> ah, do you think we'll see more of the Butte kid in light of the new red shirt rules?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure the red shirt has anything to do if we'll see Cotsman or not.
0: Here's the deal, Cage Rage. We don't stop attempting field goals. We need to fix it, and the only way you get through the yips is you get some good, good plays. If if we're staying with Hall, he needs a success. He needs to hit one. needs a win. Yeah, he needs a win. So, unfortunately, if we're staying with Hall, that's what it's going to take. He's going to need to hit one. And he'll be like, oh, finally, broke the streak. Let's go. And I still think his levers are just too long, and he pushes it. Like, I just, it is what it is. He's not compact enough to get his leg through the swinging motion, and I think he's
1: blocking everything to the right. I mean, maybe, but that's just a weird take. It's not like he has clubs that are too big for him. That's his body. Everyone knows how long your own legs are. Do you hear any
0: <laughs> other takes out there?
1: No. So here you go. There's a take for you. You're welcome. It's like this guy doesn't know how long his legs are.
0: He doesn't. Or maybe he doesn't have enough fast
1: twitch muscle in him to get it through. I just don't think. <laughs> I think that's what's happening, man. Well, he's cranking him in the in the practice, so he knows he knows how to move his foot around. <laughs> it's, it's mental. It's mental. Doesn't it know how to use his own legs. <laughs> it happens. Um, <laughs> and Email. Email from Brant Cartwright. Uh, when a quarterback is in without a backfield formation, is that a dead giveaway that he is either running or passing? Uh, is that a formation we, we really need to be using, especially given our running back committee? Uh, seems we are... To me, we're limiting ourselves and helping the opposing team's defense. So I think he's kind of talking about when Chambers comes in there and there's not a running back next to Chambers, uh, pretty obvious Chambers is going to run the ball. I, You would think that that would be kind of a problem, but it's not. You can't stop <laughs> it. It doesn't matter if they know it's coming. It just doesn't that's matter. Yeah, I guess that's the beauty about it, man.
0: I get where you're coming from, Grant. Yeah, I get it too. It but, wasn't gunsmoke on that, it was Bonanza as well. Yeah. You
1: were corrected. Yeah. All right. Oop. Uh Twitter? Oh. Uh, X? X good. I don't do think the there's TV. anything on Twitter because I didn't put anything out today asking for questions, unfortunately. So I think well, I think that does it.
0: Finally, man, this thing's gone long
1: twenty five? Not terrible. It's getting worse. Getting worse, man. Yeah, we are kind of rambling more this season, maybe. Or maybe we're just uh just more jam packed good content. I don't know. You tell us. <laughs> you tell us if it's too much about nothing. There's a lot to talk about, man. Like when the cats are rolling, it's just it's it's fun to talk. And we had a big big game. And we have a big matchup coming up. So, it's, you know, we had a lot to talk about in terms of like the two games. We always talk about two games the, the previous one and then the upcoming one. And they're two big ones. They were and are two big ones. We're lucky Montana State's winning program.
0: Because if we were, let's say, Northern Colorado, you and I would still be doing this podcast for we a losing team. But our listens and viewership and all this stuff, it would. It would not be as. Much, It'd just be so. way less fun to talk about it too. <laughs> yeah, be more cathartic. Probably more drinking. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, we gotta pick something.
1: Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. D brew for having a girlfriend who talks about the two quarterback system. <laughs> All right, let's do it. She's a keeper. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Can't get my wife to watch a second of the Bobcat football, let alone <laughs> understand the nuances of a two-quarterback system.
0: <laughs> uh, Conversation it. about it with you, that'd be like, Oh my gosh, you want to talk about the two quarterback system at Montana State? Pulls out a mob. You you just get like the heart <laughs> emoji eyes going on. You're like, ah, and you made chili. Oh my mm-hmm. word. Oh my word. Did you start like shaking? You're like, what's going on?
1: <laughs> yes. Dreaming. I'm dreaming. <laughs> I'm dreaming. All right. Anything else you want to talk about here? I think we're good. Oh, right? we're good. no. Yeah. I want to go to bed. Uh, reach out to us. We'll get you a golden Cooley mailed out. Thanks everyone for listening to this rambling episode. And I promise we do love the cats. If it sounded like we were down on the cats after we beat Sac State, we're not, we're very high on the cats. Appreciate everyone. Um, following us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, our, our cat cast handle on all those bad boys. So, Full of, let's just get out of here, man. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats.